0: The table with Darlene.
1: Good evening. Welcome to At the Table with Darlene. We are so glad that you are here with us tonight. And I believe that we have an exciting podcast that you are going to enjoy yourself, that you are going to be lifted up, because that's what we want you to do. We want you to have a fresh hope, a new expectancy. And uh, We all know that we're doing life, and sometimes life has its ups and its downs, but uh, I just believe you'll be encouraged by the time this o- is over. Well, I want to introduce who's sitting at the table tonight, and sitting to my right is my wonderful husband, Daryl Rhodes, who is taking a picture right now. No, he's trying. trying. Oh, <laughs> <it blew laughs> Got rid of the camera. I'm not sure what you took there, but you might try that one again. <laughs> Hi, honey. Hey,
2: pleasure to be with you again. It's been a few weeks.
1: It has Thank been. you for
2: the invitation, and looking forward to uh, what's going to be talked about this evening.
1: Good. I love having you. It's just kind of like getting to do our Wednesday night things. We are having a blast doing that, by the way, guys. this yeah. you know, yeah. It's so fun. I'm kind of sad we're going to go back to normal Wednesday nights. I, I so love it. We really I really it. have enjoyed it. Brenda well, and I were chatting last night. She couldn't mm-hmm. find it, and so she had texted and said, how can I find it? And so... Luke sent the link and then we were chatting back and forth. It, it's really, really good with the two of you together. We're, we're going to keep it. that
2: format on Wednesday night for, for a few weeks. Yeah,
1: we're going to see how it goes and, and get some audience response and see. I don't know, you know, this time has all been about change and something different. So, yeah. yeah. I'm and ready
0: for food to come back on Wednesday night. Ready for food yeah. on Wednesday <laughs> night. So, so is Dara. Chris, Chris isn't <laughs> coming back till we have the food.
1: And <laughs> all we have tonight on this table. And I will tell you, sitting. Mm -hmm. Uh, Of course, let me finish. We have Christy Hale, who is sitting right across from me at the table, and that is to Pastor's right, and so we are so glad you're here, Christy. Thanks. And right next to her, sitting to her right and to my left, is Mr. Chris Norman, who we love and appreciate very much. Chris, Glad Glad that to is me. you. Here. Thank you. And but on this table tonight, w- there were M Ms. There were. Yes. Yes. I, I did say <laughs> yeah. there That's were M Ms. Fifty
2: packages now.
1: Yes, and also sitting down there on that end by Chris, which I suspect that probably Pastor dropped him off, is some Peeps. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so sugar Keeps, at the table. It'll keep us going. <laughs> and coffee. And coffee and yes there is is a little water here and so in case that sugar gets too much for you guys please have a water
2: well maybe people think when they hear this when they say at the table they just figure it's just a a table of discussion but it's actually a table of food (laughs) we're not going to sit at the table and not eat right
1: that's true we hardly ever have uh, too much well you kind of brought in the extra little sweets tonight so we're thankful for that will probably be invited back you'll be invited back absolutely um Tonight, we, we want to talk a little bit about uh, unexpected happenings of life, because they do happen. And and some people are sitting around, and you're just thinking that nothing ever good happens to me. Well, there are we're not denying that there's rough times, but there are good things that, that can come out of uh, seemingly difficult situations. And so we just want to talk about a few of those tonight and maybe bring a little bit of hope and a little bit of joy to you. And so we have asked Chris norman which uh you know he sits at the table and and he takes make sure that everything gets online and he's just does so many behind the scenes and chris you have said we can we can give you a rough time tonight a little bit so yeah i didn't know the direction we're going but here i am okay we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna do it yeah we caught him off guard well ago but he's willing to, uh, to just tell you a little bit about him and and chris you know I've known you a little less than a year, I think, or right at a year, almost.
0: Yeah, I think it's going to be a year next month. Yeah, and so it hasn't almost. Has been
1: that long? Yeah. yeah. and But I, but you know the, what is really interesting, Pastor and I, and we've said this, it happens ever so often, there will be, especially a young couple that comes in, and you just have that connection, that God connection. You feel like you've known them forever, and you realize that God has put daughters and sons For us to minister to, you know, Daryl and I, we realize that we're in kind of not the sunset yet, but we definitely look at it a little more than we used to of life. Mm. And uh, so we want to impart into sons and daughters as much as we can. But sons and daughters bring so much to us. And Daryl and I, we love that, and we see that, and we appreciate it. God does that. He brings young people into our life to keep us with new, fresh uh expectancies and you have really pushed me and i hope that in this new season of your life you can push me even more because i need that chris
0: that's something that you and pastor are both good about you're not um resistant to change and so many so many people in the church are resistant to change first of all and there's so many older people am not saying that you're old but older people are resistant are to change especially when it comes to technology and and new creative ideas and things like that and you guys are far from resistant to that which is awesome and it speaks highly of you and I think that speaks highly of the church as well
1: Mm. well we need that and we want that because we we realize that if we don't have that then we're failing and if we're ministering only to and please you know I'm not saying this to down anybody I'm just saying for from our perspective if everybody in the church were our age then we would be losing, and there would be something of value that we absolutely would be missing. We need the children and the grandchildren, and we need the older adults around us also, but we all need each other, and so we're very thankful. But what I love about you, Chris, uh, many things about you and Jessica, and those of you that don't know Jessica and, and Chris, we hope to have jessica on our uh, show one of these days she's
0: agreed to it we just has gotta she make it really happen. yeah <gasps> she almost f- came last week
1: are you serious mm-hmm. she oh. has an awesome testimony oh doesn't my she? goodness i don't know how much
0: she would talk when she got here but she would- <laughs> oh my goodness well but she's coming
1: but to eat m&ms yeah. and drink coffee yeah. <laughs> well anytime that she has an evening where she's not feeling pushed we want her to come because her testimony is just beautiful but even before she would vocalize her testimony at all there's just something about her that that I just can't help but just love, and uh, this this young couple just have breathed so much life. And but what I love about them, when I begin to uh, just to get to sit with them and talk to them a little bit, is about their vision. They because you know Daryl, you and I have always just we we've always been visionaries, and the only thing that's that's kept us from being. Farther and farther along, you know, it's not because we didn't have vision. It's just waiting for it to happen. That makes sense.
0: That's been Mm -hmm. a season that I've been going through. So
1: you get the oh my goodness. Think about
2: Abraham. You know, God said, "I'm going to give you a son." He was 75 years old when he said that. Well, don't you know Abraham thought probably well in about nine months or maybe a year right. I'll, I'll have a son that I've been waiting seventy five 75 years, years. yeah five five years and then yeah. you start right. wavering you know yeah. you know and oh I know yeah, what he waited like twenty five years you know to, to see the the promise fulfilled and so you know that's uh, yeah. and I'm sure he had vision because God took him out and showed him the stars of mm-hmm. the sky showed him the sand of the uh, and the sea and mm-hmm. said that's how numerous you're going to be so he had vision but uh, he had to wait. He had to wait for it.
1: And during that time, a lot of things went on in, in Abraham and Sarah's life that changed them. And, and throughout the Word of God, you see that when there when there's seasons of seemingly no's, it's because God really is working behind the scenes on us. And when I think about Daryl and I and the seasons of our life, it wasn't that what God said way back when wasn't going to come to pass because we've had different seasons and just a partial part we're living more of what's come, was spoken way back then than we did 15 years ago, yeah. and so. But in 15 years ago, God used us mightily. So you know, it, it's interesting. Yeah. But anyway, that's what your entrepreneurial spirit just excited me when mm-hmm. I talked to you. So tell me a little bit about Chris Norman and your life.
0: Ooh. Start wherever
1: you want. Where I do care. I even
0: start with that? Well, um, sure. I. Let me make sure I can hear Oh, yeah, yeah we can hear um, I started out... I grew up in a Christian home, so I was in church. Of, church is very similar to this one, not as healthy as this one, but very similar beliefs-wise to this one my entire life. That's I mean, all I've ever known. Um, small churches, and which I ended up going to bigger churches later. But um, my mom... It was just me and my mom initially, and uh, my dad left when I was two. I don't really remember any of mm-hmm. that, and he... Um, Went on a very hard path, which is a completely different story in itself. But it was just me and my mom for the first five years, and then my stepdad came along. And me and my mom were in church, and my my her my grandparents are very godly people. Um, and when my stepdad came along, he kind of took us to a whole new level, in some good ways and some bad ways. He was very um, at the time, and he's not anymore, but very legalistic. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a time in the early '90s that. There was a lot of things changing for the good and for the bad, and and he was definitely involved in the good and the bad. Mm -hmm. Um, And um, that kind of spurred on um, a whole lot of good and bad in my life. Um, My my step-siblings started coming along, which I loved, but we were um, a large year distance apart. I mean, it was five and seven years for my siblings. And then um, around the time of seven, eight years old, which my mom and stepdad had been married for about two or three years at that time, um, my real dad and grandma f- were fighting for custody for me so at that point I felt very isolated and very alone because I was didn't have my real dad My he was not healthy enough to take care of me so we were in this custody battle um, so which involved moving and all kinds of horrible things so I spent the majority of my childhood very torn and very isolated feeling um, and I didn't uh, because of weird stuff in the church we went to not feeling my dad is very a different kind of person and I was a very um, connected is kind of what we we're talking about earlier I was very connected emotionally very in- empathetic very um, visionary and my dad is op- my stepdad who I call my dad is opposite of all those things and so we always had a hard time connecting I loved him dearly he loved me dearly mm-hmm. but we just could not connect so I ended up being very um, inward and very isolated and I grew up mm-hmm. my entire childhood that way wow. Um loved God, loved, had big vision. um, Did you feel ministry on the inside of you? Even at a young age, Mm -hmm. yeah. From, ever since I can remember, I knew that I was called to be full-time ministry. It was a different, the vision that I had back then is way different than I think the reality is and is going to be, but Mm -hmm. um, back then, I mean, I, it was my dream to tour with Kenneth Copeland. It was my dream to tour with Joyce Meyer. It was my dream to you know work for these big uh-huh. ministries which I ended up doing I was one of the youngest people that Joyce Meyer ever hired and um when they just jumped in headfirst it started pretty much as low as I can go or a little above that in the call center and ended up being the call center supervisor then ended up being um, on the travel team um ministering on the road which was like my dream come true uh-huh. and um then I ended up being kind of on the creative software side with them, so when I was home, um, I'd be in the office working on the like the new website and e-stores and different things like that. So is that where doing. you
1: got into website yeah. design? Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I was
0: around a lot of very creative people like your son and different people that were, they were so much cooler than me, I didn't even <laughs> yeah. know half of them, but, and they were older than me too, of course, but I watched them, and I wanted to be that way, and I wanted to be creative like they were, and and, you know, some of them I got to be friends with on the road, but some of them were, like, the untouchable, creative, awesome, yeah. godly people, you know. And um, so they were kind of, like, my inspirations. But I traveled, and, you know, I got to meet some of the coolest Christian bands that I ever wanted to meet. I got to, you know, tour with Hillsong, and oh, I just spent wow. eight dinner on countless <laughs> occasions, like Darlene Chuck. And, like, you That's know, crazy. these... these like skillet and delirious, like I mean, I we, we would hang out for weeks at a time. Like this is going
1: to like you even more.
0: Now. The, this was like dream, especially as a kid growing up in the nineties when right. Christian oh, yeah. on and Christian absolutely. worship was launching and delirious yeah, was like, like the oh, thing, yeah. you know. Mm-hmm. And like I had all their numbers in my phone. Like this was like the pinnacle of life for me, and I was like 20, <laughs> well, 21 years old. Yeah, you know? and um,
1: so you saw by that even at that time. I mean, Chris, in all honesty, the the favor of God. And the opportunities that God opened the doors at a young life to pour into you, and and those were things that are helping you do where it, you're at now.
0: The skill-wise did, but what it also did was I was living in a complete and total bubble, mm. and I wasn't facing real life. I yeah. wasn't like, and I was very prideful, like mm-hmm. I have made it. I, yeah, I sure, and, and, and which happens. I think is now looking back it's so easy to do in the church is like I was sitting in the front row of a mega church. I was, you know, I I had it all twenty years old, all you know, what I thought was all I climbed mm-hmm. the top of the church ladder. I thought mm-hmm. that it was everything, you know, my church at home, the ministry, you know, the church as a whole, like I, I knew people mm-hmm. and it got in my head really right. bad. And I think there was all all of a sudden one day I learned that I was no longer on the road and that was the, um, it was very, I mean, it broke my heart. You know, it was like, but I saw, looking back, I saw how I started to crumble because of the pride that I had. And I, you You don't realize that it's a. an unholy pride or a bad pride, you, right. especially at that young age. And then I realized that I was just as arrogant <laughs> as could be, you know. Did you and, find
2: yourself not as close to God as you had been before because you were in this.
0: Uh, this bubble? Yeah. Well, looking at my relationship with God now, and I can look back on what I was in, I, I, I barely—I don't even know that I knew who God was. Yeah. I thought that I did. Right. But what but I, I love I
1: is so important about what you're saying, Chris, is because you're admitting something that maybe others, because it's a, it's a testimony to what God can do with our lives, even at those times where we're learning about ourselves. And I said that a while ago. There's so many things that Daryl and I have learned about ourselves along life's way that had we had some of the things that we're doing now, you know, they would have all flashed, uh, crashed and burned because we would have burned it up Mm -hmm. along with the church. I burned some things up. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And so there's probably, I'm hoping that there's some musicians or there's some uh, whatever out there that's listening. And the honesty that God wants us to bring, wants to bring to our lives, to bring about change. Yeah. So go ahead, uh, Chris, and tell us some more about your story. So
0: anyway... um I started getting really jaded um, at that point when I lost my position. I, I was still at the ministry, but I was only doing my other work in the ministry. I wasn't traveling anymore. All my friends were on the road. Um, I had just met what was going to be my first wife. Um, she. I met her on the road. She was traveling with the Choir of the Fire and Team Mania Ministries. Okay. She was way up in the ladder with them me and her were so much alike it was Mm -hmm. ridiculous i mean she she was arrogant and prideful and Mm -hmm. grew up with a very similar background that i did and we found position in the church and we found identity in the church and identity in a position not identity in in our relationship with jesus Mm -hmm. and we thought we did but we were very deceived and very very deceived which i think a lot of people my generation have experienced that but um we ended up getting married very quickly and very um we were both very unhealthy. We were both very, um, uh, codependent. We were both very, I mean, it was just, it was real bad. Looking back, it was real, real bad. And, um, but through that, I kind of, in the few, three or four years after the whole deal happened with the ministry, I was still super involved in my church. I was going to a very big church here in Missouri, a very large church. And I was very, again high in the spiritual ladder which is completely fake and ridiculous but that's where i was and still had this this ego and still you know had had the big biggest texas and um things started just to crumble so um, you
1: were in texas for a while once you left missouri
0: no this uh, my most of my adult life has been in, in missouri oh okay. yeah um and then stuff started to crumble I, that church was really unhealthy come to find out looking back some of those things were being taught mm-hmm. and some of the mindsets and there was a lot of what I call pastor worship where people were worshiping the pastor more than they were worshiping mm-hmm. Jesus and they and the people were, were okay with that people weren't asking questions stuff wasn't lining up with the bible for me so I was having to deal with this and then I was still I think deep down dealing with my rejection that I felt from the ministry and dealing with all that and and, but through all that, I was still having huge success in business and huge success in my career, and I was making exorbitant amount of money, like mm. ridiculous. So my head's still not shrinking. I'm just getting mad at church and mad right. at God, mm. and now I'm starting to get it money, which I like. successful on the other yeah, you're so to get money yeah, so then I went from this broke top of the church ladder world to now this growing in the business world, and I'm starting to really like money. And at this point, I'm jaded, mad at God. So I spent years just. I got mad at the church, went and started another church plant, and did some awesome stuff with them, but then they just packed up one day and left. So at that point, I was like, I don't need church. don't need church anymore. still loved God, Mm -hmm. and and I dug into the Word myself, um, but little did I know that I needed that community, and I needed a lot of those things that I wasn't getting, but I didn't know that at the time because I thought I knew everything. Um, So I spent those years growing my businesses. I've owned well I've had my marketing company for years um, I started a successful screen print shop and sold it and then I was the VP of marketing for a huge insurance company here in Missouri and they closed down then I went from there and started my gym which was successful and then I sold it and then but through all that point my marriage was crumbling my relationship with Jesus was crumbling I was becoming completely about myself mm-hmm. and um, and I was just going down a very, very dark road, yeah. and I never saw any of it coming, yeah. not, a, not a single bit of it because everything was going good, but everything was not good. <laughs> everything was yeah. very bad. yeah. And I started going down some just very um, selfish immoral things, but I had every I mean I had the coolest house I ever wanted, I had the coolest cars I ever wanted. I had uh-huh. the, the best electronics I ever wanted. so it was just a super twisted time. And all of a sudden, pretty much within three or four months, everything completely crumbled. I lost everything. I lost every single marketing contract that I had. Um, I, had I had already sold my, all my other businesses, so I didn't have any of those. Um, me and my first wife went through a very, very ugly divorce. Um, so I was divorced, broke, without a church, and just completely broken. Wow. From, from that point, wow. and, and did you feel all alone then? Completely, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then I had all this baggage, of all the stuff I dealt with as a child, all the stuff I, I dealt say, with in ministry. so it kind of took you back to
1: your childhood. Yeah, again. Took I it, mean, you went yeah. back from took, yeah. all this involvement in people, and yep. every, and now you're back mm-hmm. to
0: complete rock, who rock bottom. Am I.
1: Mm-hmm. Yep.
0: I yeah, I was completely debt free. I was complete. I mean, like I went from within months, went from like you would think on top of the world everybody did look at me and think this guy has it all this guy is you know -hmm. unstoppable and great guy and whatever but I was really broken and then I broke Mm -hmm. and um
1: I think that's so what you just said was so, so unique because you went from what was it you said before before you said broken I was completely
0: on top of the world yeah. yeah, and then What I thought was on top of the world And then it you wasn't.
1: went to where yeah. You were broken And then broke And then broke
0: Yeah I was on top of the world system of uh, I was on yeah. top of the world Not, yeah. not yeah. God's world I had nothing the to world. do with yeah. God's kingdom yeah. But yeah. Yeah. I was on top kind of, of the world Kind
1: of the kingdom that in your yeah. own mind
0: Yeah Where I thought all those things mattered And none of those things mattered Not a single one of them did. Chris Norman kingdom Yeah, it, yeah. None the of it mattered The Norman Yeah, yeah. Cars didn't matter The house didn't matter The toys yeah. didn't matter None of it mattered
1: Yeah that's what happens when when the real breaking comes. Yeah, it, it, it's you know then then miraculously God begins to do something in your life. Tell us a little bit about that period of life where you were broken.
0: Um, it was a really dark time. Like looking back, especially now. I mean, I was I was financially like trying to figure that out because I was at that time I decided through I don't even know how to understand this recipe but through all the <laughs> broken right before everything broke and I was kind of in this spot where I just wanted to like I have everything I want to pursue my dreams now and so I decided to get my master's degree in nursing which little did I know would be one of the most horrifically awful things that you could possibly <laughs> nursing school is hard especially graduate level nursing school one of the top nursing schools in the U.S. and which I got into which was a huge miracle I guess but like so i Went through a divorce, right after the divorce, went straight into this incredibly hard full-time nursing program where I was completely broke, and then I'm, through all of this, trying to unpack all these incredible emotional baggage that I didn't know I had, but come to find out I had, and I had no church or no mentor, okay. nothing to help back me up. So it was like a real, real lonely and very confusing, and very dark time. So, and so I was working in a hospital, um, working in an emergency room, dealing with all kinds of trauma, emotional trauma there, and then dealing with my own emotional trauma and then doing, it was, it was, it was a lot. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And so, so Chris, when, when did you begin to see your life take a turn around?
0: I don't ever like to, um base anything change on our relationship but I met Jess in the hospital in the emergency room I was working at my wife now and I was a train wreck complete and total train wreck and in reality she was too we both were two two
1: broken people yeah but I think
0: we were the difference is between this time and last time. Is last time we were arrogant about it. Like, me and my first wife, and we didn't think we had problems. And mm-hmm. we were, we helped other people's problems. We, we were on the prayer lines. You know, we, we don't have our own problems. Right. And this time I was like, I have problems. Mm-hmm. I have yeah. a lot of problems. And that's the only way yeah. when
1: we really see how broken we are. When we really see that if God doesn't intervene in our life, yeah, then then we're not going to make it. Yeah, And that, that is where the change comes. Because everything that we think we are... Or what we tried... Like you said, you know, many times we know we're in trouble, but we can't admit we're in trouble. We can't tell anybody we're in trouble. And a lot of that is just pride. Sometimes it's it's because we're a fear. Whatever the reasons are that we couldn't... You know, in hindsight, it's beautiful. Hindsight says, oh, if I had just dared to be honest with someone. But the fact is, that's not where we were at. So where you're at at this time, when you and Jessica met, then... The bro- both of you had been broken, and I understand that because Daryl and I both had been very broken people. He had been, you know, it had been a lot longer for him than it had been for me. And I was probably a lot sicker than he was when we got together uh, as far as emotions, you know. But uh, it's interesting how God can take the brokenness of our life. And so you and Jessica met. Uh,
0: she was working there, or a patient. We, we, we were both working. She was okay. in radiology. I was a nurse in the ER. And um, I, radiology. The, the funny thing is, and I was a huge flirt, and I, I would flirt with all of these other nurses, and you know, whatever, and, and meaningless whatever. But she would walk by, and with her in her scrubs, a little X-ray machine, walk by and my <laughs> nurse station. X-ray yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I was shut down. I would, my head would go down, like, any joking or jovialness that I would have with anybody else, I would do whatever. <laughs> so she, she's like, this jerk. Like, everybody in this hospital likes me, and this guy doesn't. And come to find out, she liked me, but then she was starting to be super standoffish, because I was being, we, we'd be, like, in strokes together in a CT lab, and I wouldn't look at her, I wouldn't talk to her, I wouldn't, like, I would turn <laughs> my Ew, body. You were not. Yeah, Yeah, because I was scared of <laughs> her. You
1: were scared of
0: her. Yeah. And I, and I think, I don't That's think hilarious. that... I would never condone anybody getting in a relationship to try to get help because I think that is completely not good. But I, but what happened to me, looking back, is I had a huge amount of respect for Jess. For some reason, I don't exactly know, mm-hmm. and I listened to her. Mm-hmm. And she was just as broken, if not more broken than me, but she's super bossy, and she wouldn't let me be codependent. She forced me to face... My issues. She forced me to face my issues with God and the and the questions I had with Him. I never hated God, but I, I didn't, and I always asked God hard questions, and I wasn't afraid of that. But I was mad at the church, really mad at the church, like bad. And um, she forced me to face that and to get back into church again. Um, she got me out of the area that I was in because I was in with some bad people and some bad situations and doing some things that I shouldn't have been doing and so she got me pulled out of that so that was really a major turning point like to get me back my priorities and focus back where they should have been so uh, the point that we met I really was at rock bottom but I think together there were very a lot of painful steps and a lot of um, a lot of fights and a lot of a lot of things but um, we have built back together not and back in a healthy way back That's in a good. non-prideful non-arrogant I and to a place that I don't I don't ever want what I had I don't need to be the top of a spiritual management section in a church I don't need to be top of a business I don't need to have all the money and all the things I want to have my personal why I want my priorities to be straight and I want to have vision for myself Vision for the church and vision vision for my community, and that's everything that I'm doing now.
1: Yeah, isn't that beautiful? I mean, I love it, and I, I I felt you and Jessica so much when we sat at breakfast, and I mean, even the first time you came and talked, and and you helping to push me in areas that I was not willing to go. If you had not come, I would not have been willing to go because I didn't care that Darlene Rhodes ever have had a face anywhere and and that a lot of that came from my own insecurities of it just was there and uh but you helped me push the reasons why we would do what we do even though I knew it was true I needed somebody from that didn't know me so well to do that and and God just those giftings and all that that are in you you know God used you to help push me forward into new things. And I believe we're still going there. And And it's hope for anybody that's listening that God's never finished with us, you know, because he has such a masterful plan. But one of the things that really blessed me when I was talking to you, the two of you, was the way that you had vision to see. And, and it's really interesting to me to see people in life. And sitting around this table tonight actually... And we could put more people around this table that we know. And they, they could very well relate to that. People that are part of of, of the church, part of uh, people that we know, are people that God has imparted just some beautiful, beautiful things and gifts and people that can rise above every challenge that comes. And and you had a real choice to make when you hit bottom. and But your heart down deep was always... You love God. It's like mm-hmm. you said. You never lost your love for God.
0: No, I never did. Uh, he, I was mad about a lot of things, and he knew it. Like I was very open to God about what I was mad about. And he handled yeah. it just fine, didn't yeah. he?
1: Yeah. But the vision that you have for for like you said, your personal life for you you and Jessica, and and when I say vision, you guys have vision. You're not just people that are casera sera. You definitely have vision, and I think that's one of the things that happens to mankind is we no purpose outside of today.
0: Or mediocrity one or the other. Mediocrity. Yes. What an enemy. Which is a, a tool of
1: Very much so. And, and uh, so I, I listening to the two of you get so excited so tell us what you're doing you and Jessica are doing right now in, in your own personal life.
0: Well it's kind of a funny deal because like you know through my story I've been in business and entrepreneur or, or in some sort of something my entire life and I thought I wanted to get into nursing, and I did, because I love nursing, I love people, I love emergency medicine and critical care nursing, and I've done it, and um, I've been very, and I don't mean in a prideful way, but I've been good at it. Um, But I could never shake business. I've never been able to shake it. Um, Even in, in nursing, even in the middle of nursing school, when I was kind of at rock bottom, business slowly started to pick up again, and I had a decision to make where I could Forget that and just pursue nursing and work three twelves and get to travel and not worry about anything. But I couldn't. It was like something inside of me where I could not shake business. And so, when well, me or Jess together, um, we were both working completely medical, but I had my business on the side, and it was kind of a weird deal. Um, God. God, since especially since Justin and I have been together, has been doing huge things in her. Um, massive, which is a completely different story. But God just, like, literally, I, I would almost bet that it was audibly, spoke to her and kind of told her that we were supposed to be in business together. And um, we'd actually, she had said that, and then, but she didn't really want anything to do with my marketing business because it really wasn't her jam. Um, but there was something else that she felt like we were supposed to do and right when God said that to her, which she had never, ever in our relationship said that God said anything to her. Like, that's just not the way she was, and she <laughs> never said it, so she said that. So it was a year from that point that we kind of, it was just really kind of this, I don't, can't even explain it, this whirlwind. And I read Chip and Joanna Gaines' book um, and kind of studied them in business together and what they did, because I really love what they did and what they do for their community. And um, they what they've done what they built is completely not they did what they were supposed to do but they never did anything exceptionally out of the way god amplified them and they've been very clear yeah. about that yeah and that's oh, what yes. i wanted in our life i don't yes. want any fame to be on me mm-hmm. i don't want any spotlight to ever be on me ever mm-hmm. again i want everything that i do to glorify god so that's kind of so she had just god spoke to her she jumped in head first um one day we were like okay let's do this so we rented space and opened her literally opened her <laughs> lovely boutique. lilies yeah and literally i mean within awesome. a week we, uh, we were like i saw a sign i was like hey call and then they gave us a price and i was like okay we'll take it like i don't even know that i talked to her about it um eventually i did talk to her about it but um <laughs> it was so cool. and then so she opened her boutique and so she opened that in November and she's already had gosh it's probably grown 3,000% probably since day one in in November I mean she's completely (laughs) self-sustaining she completely God. no (laughs) debt and her (laughs) financial goals she beats them every month so she has to increase them every month Um, and then so this and my marketing company which has been my marketing company makes enough to where we could have survived and never had it done, done anything but we had something bigger in our hearts In this area we have just it's in our heart to serve this area so um, then we <clears throat> there's really no good screen printing shop in the area so we had space open next to us they rented it to us at an obscenely low amount of money like obscen- not, I mean Praise God. incredibly low so we started a screen printing company which we're currently building and then we just we really just have a heart to serve this community Farmington, especially the parkland or um, mm-hmm. mineral area as, as we call it and that's we're not really looking so much outside of the picture we're looking here to love these people to build God's kingdom here to build local business here to um, be a blessing to our church here and the people of our church like that is. Our sole focus right now. So, and we're doing that in entrepreneurial ways. We have a lot of other things we want to do, but I end up overwhelming myself when I.
1: Yeah, we have to. You you have to. Yeah, put we your have, on. have to. We have to. I mean, like, your yeah. wheels don't, I don't, yeah. I haven't known you that long and I definitely don't know you that well, but. You he and don't Jessica put your are on. Absolutely. I mean, I've said about. that. I'm like, his mind never stops. He's yes. going to have to learn how to rest. And how to resting breathe, is a problem for because me because I can really see yeah. that you struggle with resting yes. and breathing. I mean, yes. you can't stop thinking. No. You, God's just every devotional you I have your... had for
0: the past three months is about rest. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 I mean, seriously, yeah. that's yeah. just really been on my that's, heart for you. And yeah. I think
1: we talked about it the other day. And yeah, I said bro. He's going to have to learn how to rest. And and the reason that God speaks to us about resting is because He's got something so big that He needs us. Because oh, I, I have to tell you that that's when that door uh, opens. That's the one that I am always being uh, preached to about oh, is yeah. resting You're terrible. And, and but <laughs> no i'm really but i really believe that that it's for big pictures well chris hey <laughs> this is awesome i i mean there's so much more i'd like to ask you but i know that that we probably need to wrap up our time and uh it, it's just been so good and i believe that there are people that are sitting out there today That's that something. god is putting in your heart and you think because maybe you're at that not only broken time of your not life, you're broke. All broke. the way around. Every area of your life, you're broke. Mm-hmm. And But I am just, I just, God, just, that's one of the things that I believe in. The concept of, of that he takes our brokenness and he turns it into yeah. blessings and in ministry. Yeah,
2: I, th- I think, I love, I love the old cars, the 50s. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love the, to watch him being rebuilt and you can take an old 55, 56, 57 Chevy that's so brand new for two thousand twenty-five hundred dollars $2,500 but when you break it down take it all the way back down to the ground and then you rebuild it now it's worth $60,000 $75,000 and yeah. it's how many years old you right. know 45 um, years old uh, 65 uh, years old yeah 65 yeah. years old and so you know but good at math but you gotta, you've got to break it down and Sometimes uh, we've got to stop and yeah. uh, you know, if we don't if we don't come apart, like Jesus said, mm-hmm. we fall apart. Yeah. yeah. And it's you know, Jesus knew what he was talking about when he said, Come unto me, mm-hmm. all you who are weary and heavy laden, mm-hmm. and I will give you rest. Yeah. So I, yeah, I've enjoyed learned. I've enjoyed your story, and oh, what awesome. blows my mind is you're in Farmington, Missouri. I mean, I know, what you're not I in saying, Kansas right? City or St. Louis or mm-hmm. Springfield or mm-hmm. Joplin or Dallas or the the Metroplex. You're you're in Farmington, Missouri. Mm-hmm.
1: And, and, and just, the thing of it is, I, I love to about Chris, and I found this when I first talked to him. There there was absolutely just a gentle, beautiful heart that yes. that you've only peeled the onion just little by little and and you know what you have done and i loved it's kind of like paul the apostle paul you know he says all the things that i've known in the past whomever i was means nothing now
0: yeah because it's all in the lord
1: jesus christ and and i sense that yeah and i sense that that real thing that's what happens when people really become real with god and with themselves and and so you're out there listening and that's what it's all about is coming to that place that says you know god i realize that everything that i was or thought i was or all the successes that i did have it really absolutely meant nothing when it comes down and my pride absolutely everybody else has theirs i couldn't sell mine that i had you know and, and it's pride could destroy pride it. pride is absolutely it would, you a destroyer. don't
0: always realize the things that you're being prideful about no It's deception.
1: Yeah. Well, I'm going to pray because I feel like I need to pray. But I want to pray because I I believe that you're sitting out there and you're listening to this, and God is really, you think God's never going to use me again, or I don't have any purpose, or I've blown it too bad. But, But God always has another plan. He always has the next in our life because He sees down the road. And if He's put something in our heart, He really wants to bring it to pass. So we're going to pray. Father, I thank you for this time today around the table. I sense your presence. I sense, Father, that it's not just in this room. It's not just for us and at this moment, but for it's for the listeners. God, those who's out there and they had dreams, they have visions, there's things that have not come to pass. And some of them they feel so broke and so broken. But God, you take the broken things of our life and and you build upon them. You put us together. The potter's will never quits turning in our lives, never quits spinning. And, God, as they yield, and we all yield to you and to your will and your plan, you make beautiful vessels that you can fill, that you can use. And, God, I thank you for the listeners that you are ministering to them. You're bringing healing and hope for them. God, that you'll take the unexpected turns of life that have happened, and you've caused those to be real blessings, Father. And I thank you for that. And, God, I I just thank you today for ministering to every listener in the name of Jesus Christ. We give you glory and praise. Amen. Amen. Well, until the next time that we meet around the table, I know we didn't get into all the unexpected things that happen in life, but hey, who knows, the next time maybe we'll get into it a little bit more because there are unexpected things that have happened to all of us around the table but until we meet again may your life be blessed with peace let it be the empire of your soul we will see you in next time